to the Cinema Rack, where we celebrate the greatest and worst in Hollywood films and their most self-indulgent, narcissistic actors, directors, and producers. Here, we will laud and malign Hollywood's seedier elements with levity and humor. They love cinema as much as anyone does. They've been talking about it for over 30 years. Time to get trashy. Here's Gregory and May. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. And this is May. And welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Rag Wednesday with May. Today, we're going to talk about and give five Best Picture winners that should not have won Best Picture for their given year. And we're going to limit it to the years 1980 to 2010. So we're not doing any recent movies simply because both May and I were big cinephiles. We saw a lot of the Best Picture movies in this movie in this year range. In the last few years, to be honest, we just haven't seen them. So we wanted to kind of stick it to a range where we know these movies very well. So, May, are you ready? Ladies first, who is your number five movie that won Best Picture that should not have won? Well, am I allowed to have a tie? Sure. Okay, here's my tie. Uh, uh, Dances with and crash in 2006 so in 1991 dances with wolves was nominated along with goodfellas awakenings ghost and the godfather part three and i and really think that goodfellas should have won that year that's a great martin scorsese film it's iconic it's got all the the great iconic roles it has a uh, ray liotta it has robert de niro has joe pesci it was a great film and yet dances with wolves won. so so i this, um, was, this was number three on my list the 1990 best picture uh contest and i agree i mean this is scorsese's seminal work everybody knows i mean you know he had his great movies in the, in the late 70s early 80s but i mean this is the classic movie. And I mean, honestly, I, Dances with Wolves is such a vanity project and it's so boring and it's the noble savage trope and it's long. It's not interesting. I totally agree with you here. And I think in general, what the Oscars should do is like wait five years before giving the best picture winner. I know they'll never do this, but wait five years to see which movies stand the test of time. And I think as we go through our, yes. our movie choices, you're going to see like a lot of movies that won didn't stand the test of time and other movies that were nominated and even other movies that weren't even in the top five should have won. So I totally agree. I mean, I would have put Godfather part three, despite its issues. I would have put that over. <laughs> <Dance of the World. laughs> it was right, actually so cutting edge, you know, so it has a lot of historical inaccuracies and uh, it's just a simplistic story. And Costner's character marries a, a white woman who is raised by Lakota Indians, Native Americans, excuse me. And that's that plays with the race card right there. And well, he my, didn't know how to deal with it back then. So. My my bigger problem is the noble savage trope, you know, where it's you see this in a lot of movies. He's kind of saw this in Savages, the movie that we like with uh, Christian Bale. You kind of see this played out in Yellowstone too, just White, a little man, bit. white man's bad. All Indians are good. And I just kind of get tired of that trope. But either way, let's get going. So that was my number thing. You said Crash. Crash back in 2006. Um, 
It was nominated along with Brokeback Mountain, Capote, Good Night and Good Luck, Munich. And I was just so heartbroken that Brokeback Mountain did not win and Crash did. Um, the, the story is just too convenient. It has too many obvious racially charged contrivances, just too many stories going on. And it's a total mess. And yet it won the best screenplay. And at the time it, when it won, I think it was pretty shocking because most people thought it Broke was back mountain should have won. It's, it was a decent so. movie. This was one of my honorable mentions, the 2005 Academy yeah. Award choices. Um, look, it was 2005. I thought it was 2006, but I don't know, maybe they I'm, awarded it in 2000. Yeah, right, right. I'm talking about the the, the year that they were chosen. Okay, but, uh, all right. I think Paul Haggis is a good screenwriter. Crash was decent. I agree, should not have won. I am not a big fan of Brokeback Mountain. I think I think the movie is overrated. Ang Lee's a great director. I think that the performances in it. Of the, especially the two lead males and Michelle Williams are incredible. Yes. This is the movie, and I, you know what? I like Munich. Sorry. I like Steven Spielberg's Munich. This is peak Daniel Craig and Eric Bana. I would have I given the Academy Award uh, to Munich or even to Brokeback. Good night and good luck. That's uh, Clooney's vanity project. I would not have given it. So I would have said third place for Crash. Well, okay, but Crash, no, not not for Best Picture. And I do think that Brokeback Mountain deserved it that year because it was, was so beautifully directed and the story is so beautiful and captivating. Okay, just, well, yeah. Well, uh, where, where would you put Crash out of those top five, though? Would you put it at number three as most? No, women? no, I, a tie with Dances with Wolves. No, no, in that, in that year, though, with those five choices, with Brokeback, Capote, Munich, and Goodnight. Goodnight. Oh, where would I put that? Um, oh, crash. I would put it at number two. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, okay, you don't think it's that. But I, I, I would put Munich before that. All right. <laughs> okay. Number five is when Rain Man won this was in 1988 year, so awarded 1980. And one. Rain Man won that year, and I think that Dangerous Liaison should have won. I am a humongous, oh. humongous fan of that movie. I mean, you're getting, yeah, of course, they're not speaking, they're all speaking in different accents. Malkovich is doing his Chicago accent. Glenn Coase is kind of doing British. Keanu Reeves is doing typical bad Keanu Reeves anytime he's in a period movie. But that movie, the 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 screenplay, the the tete a tete between all the characters, especially Malkovich and Coke and Close, is just amazing. Rain Man, Levinson's movie is eh. And we've already talked about in the Cruise filmography how Cruise should have gotten the Academy Award. But the movie, I think in hindsight, doesn't age well, especially now in the age of wokeness and cultural sensitivity. I don't think uh Hoffman's character uh, is aging that well, but I mean, I would even put Mississippi Burning before Rain Man. Now, oh work, yes, I, think I love Rain Mississippi Man. Burning. I love Mississippi. Yeah, Burning. I would put that number two. Working Girl is number five here. Accidental Tourist yeah. is okay. it's Kasdan. The Rain Man to me is should not have won it that year. That was my number five. Okay, well, I do think Rain Man deserved it that year because it was such an unusual storyline, and because of Tom Cruise's performance along with Dustin Hoffman. And I, you know, I, I have a soft spot for it. But no, Deanger Dangerous Liaisons, I loved. And I saw that movie probably about six times in the movie theater. So. Oh, Malkovich is just yeah. on fire. It's yeah, Malkovich was very sexy in that film. <laughs> Even though he's not classically handsome. All right, who is your number four? 
My number four is Forrest Gump of 2004. Uh, or no, not 2004. Yeah. 1994. 1994, yeah. It's just a hokey story. Hanks is overrated. He's playing some kind of, I don't know if he's autistic either or what. He's just low IQ, perhaps, I guess. Um, but it's just a story played to 70s, 1970s music throughout. And he, you know, he he's not much of a character, in my opinion, really. And <laughs> Sally Field is okay in it. And so is uh, Robin, what's her last name? Robin Wright, and. Robin Wright, she's okay, but she's really not that great. The only person who's very good in it, I think, is Gary Sinise in the wheelchair. Yeah. But other than that, I really don't think Forrest Gump deserved it that year. The first, the, the film that deserved it was Pulp Fiction yes, by Quentin Tarantino. I would agree. And I, I love Pulp Fiction. Um, it's it's just such a novel film. History vindicates your choice. I think, it, again, this is why they should wait five years to get the Academy Award. Forrest Gump has not aged well at all. People see it no. as too saccharine. And it was really a movie for the boomers because the movie takes place from the 50s to the 80s and they could live vicariously through Forrest Gump. What I find interesting is that you don't like Forrest Gump because you think Hanks' character doesn't have character development, that he's pretty much the same. But you could say the exact same thing about Hoffman and Rain Man. There's no good. I, I just don't think he's... He's not much of a character to me, though, just because all he's doing in the last part of the, the film is just running and running and running across America, which is, you know, pretty admirable, I suppose. But, you they know, both, there's really not much going on there. They both play the same kind of character. They're both, I guess we would call it a special ed characters. And it's yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I agree. And, it's, it's and here are the other nominees from that year. The Shawshank Redemption. Oh, right everybody loves now yeah uh four weddings and a funeral yeah nah quiz show with awesome. yeah i love that movie that's redford directing young fines on the quiz bowl controversy of the 50s i loved that movie yeah that, that's a good decent movie i mean and forrest oh it just has a great soundtrack that's yeah, it. he just had the right director with zemeckis <laughs> and again hank should, should not look here's my hot take Hanks shouldn't have deserved the Academy Award for Philadelphia and Forrest Gump. Hanks is way overrated. Oh, yes. Way overrated. I think we agree on that. Yeah, we talked about that. Definitely agree. <laughs> yeah. So Gump, 1994, was my number two choice. So you took my number two choice there. Oh, gosh. I, I agree, okay. yeah. So this okay. Pulp Fiction or Shawshank. I just don't think the Academy... Because back then they hadn't expanded it to the, the the amount that it is, the voters, and it wasn't mm -hmm. nearly as diverse in terms of age and race. So yeah. the Academy voters, all the, the 70, 80-year-olds, couldn't handle Pulp Fiction. I mean, that movie was way ahead of its time. It was too graphic. And I You're just cutting out. Okay. I think they couldn't handle Pulp Fiction. It was just too way ahead of its time. Yeah, Pulp Fiction, yeah, it is way ahead of its time. And the screenplay is authentic. It's it's just the best screenplay of of its time, and probably within the last uh, forty years, practically or thirty years. It's uh, Quentin Tarantino is a great screenplay writer. So. It is one of my favorite Tarantinos, but we've talked about it. it's not my favorite. But we'll we'll talk about that again in a second. So right. my number four is Driving Miss Daisy in nineteen. 19 oh my god. 
1980. <laughs> this is 1989, so award in 1990. Here are the other nominees. Born on the 4th of July, Oliver Stone, Dead Poets Society, Field of Dreams, and My Left Foot, which is the, the kind of the breakout role for Daniel Day-Lewis. Driving Miss Daisy. No one, that movie's not held up. No one's watched it. It reinforces so many kind of black stereotypes. All right, Miss Daisy. Stereotypes, yeah. Yes, Miss Daisy. All right, Miss Daisy. And it's just them talking in a car. It's and a boring movie. <laughs> I, and it was, uh, who directed it? Was it Zemeckis? Or no, it wasn't Zemeckis. But it was Daisy Zanuck and her husband who, who produced it. No, Bruce Beresford directed it. Yeah, and that's just a horrible movie. And yeah, it's it, and it, I can't believe it got this picture. And it's so boring. It's a sappy story. It has the African-American in a servile. And I, I just don't know why it got this picture over Born on the Fourth of July or Dead Poet Society. Those two were much better films I, and still hold up much better. I think the other four are more watched today, even Born on the Fourth of July. I'm not a big fan of that. We talked about that in Cruise Part One. But more people mm -hmm. are watching Field of Dreams and Dead Poets Society. And at least my left foot, I, I saw it one time when it came out, so I really can't comment on it. But yeah. Daisy, nobody's watching that now. Nobody. Nobody. And it's, it's kind of like uh, Vigo Mortensen's Green Book in reverse kind of thing. Okay. And well, that kind of follows the help, which actually won Best Picture in 2012, which is uh, sort of. I want to get us started, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I don't want to get started on that. But, All right. All right. Yeah. Who's your uh, number three? Well, I was just going to tell you it was Driving Miss Daisy. Okay. Three. So I took your number three. Cool. Yeah. My number three was Goodfellas. So I already took that. Who is your number two? Wait a minute. Your number three was Goodfellas, but it didn't. Yeah, I, I mentioned it. I mentioned it already when you mentioned it. Oh, but you, you uh, won for Dances, Dances with Wolves, right? Yeah. Dances with Wolves. Yeah. Okay, my number two. You'll probably disagree with me. Is Titanic? Okay. Nineteen ninety-eight, nineteen ninety-seven, ninety-eight, whatever. The story's terribly overrated. Um, even Leo DiCaprio asked James Cameron, how can I do this? this? This screenplay is so boring. And he's right. It is boring. It's a very boring romance. And that last three, over three hours, Cameron got his Oscar for it. He had to say that he was king of the world now. So it's like, gosh, you're so egotistical, man. But anyways, um, who else was nominated? during the Titanic times. It was as good as it gets, which is really not a very good film. Agreed. About OCD. Uh, the Full Monty, not a great film from yeah. Great Britain. Okay, I'm only, I'm only gonna like what you're saying if you choose the movie that you know I would root for here. Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> and then you know I'm not gonna choose that one. Oh, the come one on. That I love. Come on now, Gregory. The film that won that year that should have won was L.A. Confidential. That is a truly great film because of all of its great acting. Kevin Spacey, Guy Pearce, Kim Basinger, Russell Crowe, they did excellent jobs. And the story was complex, very complex, complicated film. And yet it was a, a, it's a masterpiece, actually. Okay, so here's here's my take. I agree LA Confidential's held up well. Out of these five, you have to admit though, Titanic has held up well. 
to the point where they're just releasing the 25th anniversary this weekend. Or I'm sorry, when we're recording this for Valentine's Day. So, I mean, the movie is iconic. Now, whether or not is it good is a separate question. I think they gave it to Titanic because everyone expected that movie to be a flop. It was projected to be a flop. And I think they gave it to Cameron because, yes, the love story is horrific. Leo looks like he's 14 and Winslet looks like a mature woman. We love Billy Zane. Billy Zane. He's throwing oh. heat because we love the Zane. But you take away the romance part. The movie is good. I mean, the amount of work it took to film the the sinking of the ship and all of that. I mean, yeah, I understand. Requires a lot. Now, yeah. honorable mention, I would say Goodwill Hunting, just because you guys know I have an episode here on movies I love. Number one was Goodwill Hunting. But I'll put away my bias and say that I, I don't agree. I think Titanic deserved to win because it was just a singular feat of movie making. And I don't agree. I think I LA don't. Confidential is good. I think it's number two. I agree. As good as it gets is James James L. Brooks, so saccharine, so much garbage. And Nicholson's playing typical old man Nicholson. Helen Hunt, I don't know how in God's name this woman ever got an Academy Award. She d does not act well. She's just no range at all. But don't don't forget about L.A. Confidential and the the power that took to make that kind of film, and that yeah, it actually kind of is like a little bit like Chinatown. Yeah, uh, no, no. I think it's a great movie. Oh. But you can't tell me it's on the same scale as recreating the Titanic. Yeah, I don't care. I just don't. I don't like James Cameron. I mean, okay, I well, love. Look, that's I your bias. What was that? That's your bias toward Cameron. I mean, I don't. I think Cameron's a genius, but I'm not going to go see Avatar two or Avatar three. But, but you know, you have your biases too. Yeah, that's right. Well, I love Goodwill but, Hunting, but even I'm saying Goodwill. Yeah, Hunting. that's your no. bias. Goodwill okay. Hunting is your bias. My oh. number two was Gump. So we already talked about that. Okay. I wonder if our number ones are the same. Who's your number one most? Overrated Best Picture winner. I wanted to let you know about the other feeds that we have here at the Eclectico Gregorio channel. We have The Awakened Man, which has been around since the spring of 2017, which mostly focuses on having men and women reach their full potential by knowing about toxins in the food, big pharma cover-ups, and ways to biohack your life. We also have the Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which is a channel that originally started as an essential oils channel. And there's about 65 essential oils that are broken down over there. And then more recently, about two years ago, I just pivoted and made it more about female holistic health and naturopathic health because I'm a big proponent of let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. And lastly, we have the Confessions of an Obese Child feed, which I started in January 2017, which chronicles what it's like to be an overweight child. I was an overweight child and I lost over 100 pounds and kept it off for 30 plus years. So it's a channel, like if you have disordered eating or had a dysfunctional childhood, how to deal with that, how to, how to function with that, and also discusses and I interview various people that have a similar background of dysfunctional childhood, binge eating, binge drinking, and how to deal with that. And there's a lot of great interviews over there. So those are the three other feeds at the Eclectico Gregorio channel. Well, let's get back to the show. Okay, you might not like this one, but it's American Beauty. Ooh, okay. Uh, I thought we were going to agree on this. I thought we were going to agree. Okay, so that's okay. Nice so American Beauty 
Who else was nominated? The Cider House Rules. It was a weak year, I guess. The Green Mile. Eh. The Insider. Eh. The Sixth Sense. Maybe. I don't know. It was kind of novel at the time. But I guess there just weren't very many good nominees that year. But American Beauty is no better. It has a very uh, heavy-handed message. And it's heavy-handed in its direction with that stupid plastic bag that keeps, you know flying in the wind, trying to make up its own beauty, that kind of thing. Um, it's, and it's not about the middle class, because I read that it was about the middle class. It's actually about the upper class, I think, or the upper middle class. And, you know, I, I do think Kevin Spacey's a good a good actor in it, and so it ended up binning, but I, I just don't think it deserved Best Picture that year. Then who did, though? I mean, one of the things we're saying is, like, this per this movie should not have won, but this one should have. Cider House Rules is not a good movie. Well, Great I think that um, either The Insider or The Sixth Sense, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, Shyamalan, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, you know, it's a great movie. I, I understand. I think American Beauty, you know, you watch it once. It's such a nihilistic movie. It's so depressing. That you just, it's its not a movie that's held up. I mean, out of these five, no doubt, Sixth Sense has probably been watched the most since it's not the last that, it's not. 20 years. It's so heavy-handed. It's, it's really, it's like in-your-face message. So it's like, come on now, you know. An English AP student uh, from freshman year could get this movie easily. I'd take. I probably would have given it to the insider. That's Michael Mann. I probably would have given it to him. But like American Beauty, yeah. my, my little pet peeves. Why would they cast Mira Servino? Like it. But you you look back and like okay, so we're supposed to believe that uh, Spacey is a heterosexual middle aged man. So that's hard to believe right now, right? Given right. But then they're like, okay, let's cast a very nubile Lolita esque teenager, and they kissed. And they cast her, Mina Suvari, I should say. And Mina yeah. Suvari, you know, I was 25 when that movie came out, and I didn't find her attractive. <laughs> Could you not have casted a better, a better, you know, girl to portray a high school student that was much right. Yeah, I agree. Their, I don't think it's a good the, movie. Little, their little daughter was all right. I think that's Thora Burt, maybe. Yeah. From yeah. Patriot Games, maybe. Yeah. But um, Peter Gallagher is okay as the smarmy, you know, friend of Anna Benning, whom she's having an affair with. Right. So well, I just think it's a stupid movie. But it lost me with the plastic bag. Let's just move <laughs> so the, You thought, man, look, Sam Mendes has had a good directing career. He did Road to Perdition. He did Skyfall. He was married to Kate. Yeah. I think the movie, I mean, I don't have a problem with the bag. I think it is pretentious, but. Uh, yeah. I, agree. I agree it's not a good movie. I just wouldn't put it in my top five. So my okay. number one, which I think is pretty universally agreed upon, is the previous year. 1998, Shakespeare in Love beats out Saving Private Ryan. Oh, yeah. A travesty. Oh, yeah. A travesty on the yeah. highest level. And this is peak Harvey Weinstein, peak Miramax at their game, where the backstory is they just did a massive essentially propaganda campaign uh, mm -hmm. to to get Shakespeare and Love to win. Look, Shakespeare and Love's a cute movie. Patro's all right in it. I don't think she deserves the Academy Award for it. It's fine. It's more of like the Merchant Ivory cute movie. Let's give it Best Costume Academy Award. But Best Picture, even if Sam Private Ryan wasn't there, I still would not have given it to Shakespeare and Love. 
And who else was nominated, Gregory? Elizabeth, Life is Beautiful. So Elizabeth uh, with uh, Kate Blanchett. Uh -huh. And then The Thin Red Line. Oh, gosh. That movie should have gotten it. Right? Malik never does movies. Just give yeah. it to him. Doing a movie. But Saving Prophet Ryan is, I mean, uh, Spielberg, I mean, he's got a lot of classics, but that's in the top three. Golden Generation. The first 20 minutes of that movie is just amazing. Just give it to him. Yeah. Just the, the performances. Vin Diesel's actually good in a movie. <laughs> and, Isn't uh, Matt Damon in it? Yeah, of course. And Tom Sizemore. And Hanks is good, but playing Hanks is okay. Yeah. But it's a travesty. Travesty that Shakespeare and Love won. I mean, it's yeah, just I was I was really upset that year. Yeah, I was. When it won. And I do think maybe... I think I was... I was rooting for saving Private Ryan. Everybody okay, knows. so let's go. I mean, this is the golden generation. This is the movie that best epitomizes what that generation did. And it was just beautifully filmed by Spielberg. Not just the first 20 minutes, but all of it. And to, for it not to win, it was all the machinations of Weinstein. And for that, just for that, he deserves to be in jail. <laughs> right. All right, right, honorable mentions. Let's do one at a time. Who's okay. your first one? Um, well, I don't have them in any order, but okay, I don't well, give, me, give me one. I think Slumdog Millionaire of 2009 or 2008 shouldn't have won that year. I thought it was a weak year yes. for nominations. The Curious Case of Benjamin Button was okay. Nixon was okay. Um, Milk, eh. it, it got a lot of recognition and the reader. Hey, don't don't, don't knock the reader. Though. That's Kate Winslet in her last nude performance. Okay. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that the story is just so typical in Slumdog. Well, I agree. Um, and, and the movie hasn't held up well. It gets one of those saccharine feel-good movies. And that's right. a, a Danny. Um, the guy did the beach. It totally, it totally negates what's going on in India right now, you know, as far as poverty is concerned and well, I mean, that's not my issue with the movie. I just no. think that Danny but, Boyle is an okay director, but yeah, I think the movie was overrated. I probably would have given it. Eh, yeah, he's just body and all that. No, I wouldn't give him a milk. I can't. What, I what about you? It. I would say probably Benjamin Mutt. I probably would have given it to Benjamin Button because that's. Uh, yeah, I, I think I would have too. That's been true. Probably. All right, one of mine's is 1981 Chariots of Fire. Oh, it's, I love that film. Oh, my God. It is a snore fest of a snore fest. And look, look. It's about anti-Semitism, right? A Jewish runner and an English runner. It is 1919, 19, right before World War One. It's famous for its slow motion running on the beach. You know, great score. The score deserves to win. Right. The movie is a bore. And look who was nominated not. this year. Raiders of the Lost Ark and Reds. And as much as I don't like Beatty, Reds is a good movie. It's, it's well done. And Raiders of the Lost Ark, I mean, come on. Come on. I yeah that that they're anti Spielberg so at that point I think um, they haven't quite given him the records list so yeah I I would have given it to those two they somehow no on Golden they would have given it nominated that year too but on Golden Pond's a snore fest and I think. Henry Fonda. Oh my gosh, yeah. I hate that film. But I love The Chariots of Fire. I just think it's a beautiful film. And I watched it like 10 times on VCR when I was a kid. So Okay. Because there was just so much. It was so uplifting. Okay. So another honorable mention. 
2005 million dollar baby yeah um who else was nominated the aviator sideways ran and finding neverland who would you have picked million dollar baby is one of those sucker punches because it's kind of uplifting and then they got the whole pro euthanasia ending that turned a lot of people off it's eastwood yeah hillary swank hillary swank's another one how does this woman have two academy awards it's crazy oh um, i don't know i wouldn't have given it to finding neverland i think that's not a good movie sideways is cute but it's a very small movie that is alexander payne it's a funny yeah, movie. I like it line. it's I all like right it. probably the aviator just because it's you know dicaprio but yeah I agree. or actually it wasn't ran was it ray ray was nominated that year Ray. Yeah, Ray. Ray was nominated as well, but I don't think yeah. Ray's like that good movie, a movie. And I don't think Sideways was a big enough scale oh. movie, so I would give it to the Aviator. Million Dollar Baby is just is just one of those Clint Eastwood flukes, you know. I I just don't see why he got it, especially when he got it for Unforgiven, which is such a great blockbuster film. And Million Dollar Baby is nothing. So. In our ideal world, he. Scorsese would have won for The Aviator in this year and then won in 1993 for uh, Goodfellas. So, I mean, I, I think he wishes we were on <laughs> part of the yeah. Academy Awards. All right. right. Mine is uh, 2002 when Chicago wins. Oh, my gosh. Yes. You got Gangs of New York, The Hours, Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, and The Pianist. Now, no, let, let me just – okay, so we got 10 minutes here, just FYI. So I'm not a big fan of the hours. That's the one with Kidman with the fake nose. I, I don't think that, I think that movie's not that good. Uh, Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. They're not going to give it for that one because the following year they give it to the Return of the King, which I think is a better movie. The Pianist right. is, uh, you know, Brody winning that, you know, that's the year he kisses Halle Berry. It's Roman Polanski, World War II Holocaust story. I think the movie's all right, but I would have given it to Gangs in New York. Another and Scorsese win. I don't like Gangs of New York that much. I didn't think it was that great for a Scorsese film. Okay. But um, maybe you think on Chicago. I, I was okay with Chicago, but then again, it's just a stupid Broadway uh, musical. So I, um, I'm not into a lot of those musicals. But Chicago was okay, I guess. But I don't know why it had to get Best Picture either. So. I just think Gangs of New York, you got, I mean, this is peak. I know you don't like him, but Daniel Day-Lewis, he's amazing. I do like Daniel Day-Lewis. I like Last of the Mohicans. Come on. All right. Well, he's he's on fire in this movie. Diaz is horrible. This was the one time they tried to cast her in a period movie, a drama, and they're like, yeah, she can't act. DiCaprio's mm -hmm. great in this. Yeah. And I think it's just well, well filmed. It's well seen in Chicago. I mean, look, I, right? There's just not uh, much thought put into it anymore. No, but I think they gave it to it because it's music, it's choreography, and Zeta Jones is all right in it. Renee's all right in it. Gear, you know, it's not that good. It's just not, not that great. It's many of them. If you and think the, of like, the story of Chicago is not that great either. Really, yeah, that's the thing. It's like if you think of what's what are iconic best picture typical winners. They're like epics epic movies and chicago is not an epic movie gangs of new york well, is an epic movie yeah uh, no not quite it kind of misses the mark i think 
Well, out, of these, out, of, out of these five choices, though, I think it's the best. Uh, All right, okay, do you have another one? I was thinking more like Braveheart is epic or something. But yeah. Um, who would I have picked, you're asking me? Yeah. I guess I would have I would have picked um eh, maybe Chicago, but no uh but not Gangs of New York. What what was the other one? The, the hours, pianist. the second Lord of the Rings and the pianist. Maybe the hours or the pianist. Oh god, that movie's insufferable. All right, whatever. Okay. Do you have another honorable mention? Yes, I do. I have two more. Okay. Yeah, let's make so, it we got about six minutes. All right, seven minutes, I think. But uh, the gladiator. And I love the gladiator. Whoa, whoa, I whoa, think, whoa. All right, all right, go ahead. Well, you should have won that year. And that's why. And you it shouldn't have won? just won. It shouldn't have won just best foreign picture, Crouching Tiger. Okay. okay. Dragon. And Ang Lee should have won best director for that film, but he didn't. He won it for Brokeback Mountain. So, anyways, he got some vindication few years later uh chuck a lot that's a kind of an average film cute movie, uh, movie. juliette binoche yeah. and uh, johnny dub aaron brockovich no sucks she's horrible in that movie i mean i, I oh my god she's amazing she's playing julia roberts she's, okay don't even give me okay started. traffic and the last one is traffic yeah which is okay, but it's really not that. Okay, look, impressive. this is peak Ridley Scott. I mean, this is Sword and Sandals. This goes back to Ben-Hur. This is the type of movie that typically wins Best Picture. And Russell Crowe's amazing in it. Joaquin Phoenix is amazing in it. I don't have a problem with it winning, but Crouching Tiger is amazing. And I can totally see why you think it should have won. And Ang Lee definitely should have won Best Director because this, the scenes in that movie are just amazing. So Yeah, the, the cinematography is beautiful. Amazing. Amazing. The story, movie. the love story is beautiful. Yeah. Everything about it is so beautiful and beautifully captured. And it should have won that year, but it didn't. It lost to the Gladiator. I agree. I agree. Uh, I'm on the fence. I still would take Gladiator, but I totally would have been fine with Crouching Tiger. All right, I got two more. It is Gladiator, isn't it? Okay. I got two more. I'm going to go back to back here. So I got 2009 okay. when Hurt Locker won, and in 2010 when The King's Speech won. So in both of these years, at this point, they'd expanded to 10 movies. Hurt Locker is Catherine Bigelow. But let me give right. you the other nominees, like the more famous movies here. Uh, Serious Man by the Coens, Inglorious Bastards, An Education, up in the air. Okay, and the other movies are crap. Precious, Up, the Disney movie, District 9. So in my and then Avatar. Avatar was in that year. Hurt Locker should not have gone it. I would have given it to Inglorious Bastards. Exactly. That should All have right. been Quentin Tarantino's. Okay. We both agree. Film. So let me move on to yeah. you. Have, we'll have time for yours. King's Speech, boring movie. Never nobody ever watched it. Colin Firth was all right in it, playing George the Sixth. But look at the other movies. Black Squan, The Fighter. Inception by Christopher Nolan, Social Network by Fincher. Oh my gosh. I mean, come on. No, I would have taken like any it. of those movies. Darren Aronofsky's Black Swan should have. And I mean, I, I probably, yeah, I, mean, there, I probably would have given it to Social Network or Inception because I think now, five years later, no, both of them no. are more well watched and iconic. All right. Well, no, not not social network. No, 
But I mean, maybe the other one. Okay. Which is so, really fast. Really, really fast here. 2011, that's when the artist won that silent film. What a joke. But we didn't have it in our age range. So, I mean, that, that was a joke of a win there, too. All right. What year? 2011? Yeah, the artist won. But the other choices weren't that good. The Help, Hugo, Moneyball, Tree of Life, War Horse. It was just a week. No, actually, The Help did get Best Picture. No, no, the artist won. The artist? Really? Yeah. I thought was The Help did it. No. All right, who are you? All right, here's my last one. My go. last one is of 1982, Out of Africa. It's okay. a boring love story. With Meryl Streep and Robert Redford, the one who should have won the is the color purple. Ah. It was Steven Spielberg's film. Yeah. Um, also, there's Witness, which yeah, is good. a great movie. Yeah. Pritzi's Honor. Yeah. And Kiss of the Spider Woman. But Out of Africa is so overrated and such a boring love story. In that. I, th I think it is boring, but the, the way it's filmed, the cinematography, I think. Yeah, whatever. And that's a classic best picture movie. Epic, beautifully seen, takes place Not in the really. past. It wasn't that great. Come on, Gregory. <laughs> it's just not that great. I'm fine you know? with it. I'm fine with it. The color purple. I mean, anything with Oprah, I, I can't purple. support. I'm sorry. It's got Oprah in it. Sorry. I can't support Well, I'm He's not going to get it for the Fablemans this year, I don't think. so. Well, um, let's talk about, look, we got a minute really fast. You think, and I think, every everything, everywhere, all at once is probably going to win, right? Oh yeah, it's a it's a great epic film. If you if you want to talk about epic okay. here, yeah. um, talks about you know quantum physics, great spectrum of emotions involved, great casting, great performances. Everything's great about it. Well, I have not seen it, so I don't want to comment. So I'm just going to, I just think they're going to win for other reasons. Just the optic of it. It's Asian in, in, in the so, Academy Award is so progressive. So they're going to give it, I'm pretty sure they're going to give the Academy Award to that movie. Now, whether here's my, here's my second place. I agree with it. I don't know. I haven't seen it. My second place is Banshees of Inisherin. I like Banshees. I like Banshees. That's an excellent movie about friendship and loss and rejection and how it poisons your mind. Yeah. It can poison you against yourself when somebody rejects you. So yeah. I'm not going to comment because I've only seen three out of the ten. I'm just praying Elvis doesn't win because I think that movie's absolute garbage. <laughs> and I think your boy, <laughs> your boy, boy is garbage too. Who? Austin Butler. He's garbage. not my boy. Overrated garbage. He's actually probably going to win, I would think. I, I, I think you're right, and he should Either way, we got to wrap it up. We gotta um, wrap Farrell up. deserves it, though. We'll yeah. talk about it in our episode after the Academy Awards. May, I appreciate Perfect. you coming on. Until next time, take care. I'm Gregory. Yes, good talking with you, Gregory. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Cinema Rag. Please post an honest review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the episode notes to visit our website and to make a donation. Lastly, follow the rag today. Until next time.